You don't know everything about me. I've lived a lot of lives. Before I was an Avenger. Before I got this family. I made mistakes. Choosing between what the world wants you to be. And who you are. and we played our role. It wasn't real. It was real to me. To me? You were everything. Bring her home. But you see, She's such a mom. Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. Twice weekly now. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Turan. Don't get used to the two podcasts a week. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek Wong. And guys, I gotta say, this week, we're gonna be talking about the return of this major franchise, right? Where one of our characters must reconcile with their past. During their journey, they will fight against... And ultimately fight alongside a younger sibling that we didn't know about this whole time to stop a nefarious James Bond-like villain. And uh, how do they do this, guys? With family. With family. <laughs> oh, wait. Didn't we talk about F9 like two weeks ago, though? Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe true. my movies mixed up. But uh, Jeff, do you want to tell people what we're talking about this week? We are continuing our Marvel mcu extravaganza with black widow i know we just released our episode on loki on tuesday but now we are talking about scarlett johansson's swan song from the mcu black widow which was released july 9th i believe simultaneously in theaters and on disney plus killed at the box office by the way apparently killed on disney plus also yeah 215 million or around there i'm sure it's more by now 60 million of that on disney plus oh but i feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want for the disney plus number and no one can check yeah, that they just but... make that shit up i saw a funny tweet where someone's like so now when they don't release numbers i'm just gonna think it bombed right exactly i'm just thinking that too they never should have done this right they never should have done it the, yeah you open a can that you can't close anymore right mm -hmm. yeah also it should be noted i mean it, we're talking about the 60 million and like the, the amount of money that the studio gets from box office versus like their own streaming service is, is different too so they're actually getting 
like more money per dollar, you know, out of their streaming service than than a, a traditional like theater model. So like that sixty million goes a little bit of a longer way also. Because I was reading like somewhere between like I think like sixty or seventy percent of the the revenue from Disney Plus actually goes to Disney. Yeah, it's it's much more. Oh, so they're a lot happier with any anyone who watches yes, Disney Plus. Yes, yes. So even though it, like it's a technically a lower number, they probably are making around the same amount of money. But I don't think they'll release second week numbers, but I'm guessing the second week will drastically have a drop when it comes to Disney Plus subscriptions or Disney Plus buying of the of the premier access. I mean, the Disney Plus, I don't know what you call it, digital ticket or whatever, the access, it's pretty expensive, right? It is $30 uh, like, a movie I, that you want to buy premier access to. I guess it's better than going to the movies as a couple and buying like snacks and drinks and stuff, but like... It's definitely worse than just. It's definitely worse than just a ticket, though, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah, for the family, thirty bucks is definitely a, a steal, right? If you got to bring you and you're like all your like, five kids or whatever. But I don't know. Even for even for just two people, I think it's not a bad deal. Even for just two people. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, you probably break even, right? Movie tickets are pretty fucking expensive right, these days. Movie tickets right? are expensive, and then you know transportation concessions. Yeah. 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 I don't know, but it's an experience, though. I don't know. I yeah, like I, it is the experience. Like, I love the movie-going experience. I don't want to give it up for anything else. But, I mean, $30, if you think about it, is not a bad deal. And then people are clearly doing it, right? They made a, a ton of money off of this uh, just off the, the streaming service. I mean, should we get into the movie? Yeah, let's uh, go. Yeah, let's go. I mean, the return of the MCU, I guess. I mean, we already have that, but yeah. I feel like <laughs> we've been talking about the MCU for like a billion years straight. Yeah. So like, it does not feel like the return of the MCU to me. It feels like an extended stay in the MCU. Yeah. But, uh, it's fine. I mean, I enjoyed this movie. I think my opinion has gotten more favorable since I reviewed it. Oh, okay. So I give the movie a B minus. I don't think it's risen out of the B minus territory, but I'm liking it more and more. The stronger B minus. <laughs> a stronger B minus. <laughs> Listen, like the the timing of this movie is a problem. I think a lot of people are saying like, oh, you can't hold the timing of the movie against it because of the pandemic and all that and like the delays, but I kind of have to. This feels like phase two MCU to me. Like exactly. a solid phase two movie. Very by the numbers of that early Marvel stuff, right? I mean, for me, the timing isn't that the pandemic somehow you know stalled it. This movie should have came out after Civil War, right? That's where this movie belongs. I think it would have actually actively made this movie a little bit better for me. So it should should have come out chronologically, like yeah, in the place it it would it should have come out, right? Right. But if you guys know a little more about the backstory, I think you're more willing to forgive the timing because the reason that it came out so late is because of that motherfucker Ike Perlmutter, you know, like the Disney (laughs) Marvel exec who's really been like the albatross around its neck until Kevin Feige fully took the reins, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't want any female-led movies. They were like, we want a Black Widow movie. He was like, no, we're not going to do it. I mean, he's famously a conservative movie executive, right? He doesn't want these female-led movies. And that was a big problem. And I don't know if it should have come out after Civil War, 
I mean, it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. It's exactly um, yeah. But I feel like this should have at least been in the place of Captain Marvel. Because Captain Marvel is the first female-led MCU movie. Right, and it should have been... It should have been Black Widow. She's an OG Avenger, right? Right, So, like, that's where I feel like it should have been, at least. But what are you guys' thoughts? Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's oddly placed. It is a weird send-off for this character. If this is the send-off, it's the last thing she does. It is kind of odd that the last thing she does is a flashback solo movie... I agree with you. It it's sort of fits in a weird place. Strangely unemotional for Scarlett Johansson's last movie. What do you mean? I mean, it just doesn't feel like her swan song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like a big goodbye, right? It's not It's not the epic ending of, you know, I don't know, Infinity War or whatever, where you mm-hmm. go, okay, this is the end of Tony Stark or, you know, whatever. Right. Or the end of Captain America fading away into the timeline or whatever. You know, it, it's not, yeah, it's not that. Yeah, and, and not to skip ahead, I mean, the most, I think, emotional I got during this movie was in the the post-credits, and she's not even in that scene, right? Um, yeah. I think Florence Pugh does a great job of selling the emotion, you know, by herself um, when we see her at, at the in the post-credits, and we'll talk about that later, later uh, versus, yeah, I, I agree, anything that really happens in the movie, like, it is bogged down a little bit for me of, like, knowing what we know about this character. Knowing it's not going to go anywhere, knowing that she dies like immediately after this or whatever. Or like knowing that this isn't like the end for her, right? That there is more of a journey. And like I, what, knowing that journey, like this doesn't feel like the end because I know the end, right? It, it's funny because like I would have loved to have seen a, maybe not a different Black Widow movie, but I, I'm the type of person like I would have loved to see any type of Black Widow movie. But at the same time, I don't know if I needed this movie per se, what they were trying to show us, right? Like, I... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, a lot of the movies about, like, taking down the Red Rooms, like, I don't care. All, all this shit was already implied in her backstory, right? Like, you're like, okay, like, Red Room was pretty shitty to you, turned you into an assassin, got it. Uh, what Budapest means to, like, to her history. I would have wanted to see a Budapest movie, and this was not yeah. it. I thought this was going to be that, right? Like, yeah. and it was not. Mm, right, yes, exactly. And I think the the flashback to the Budapest mission, the decision that she had to make was far more emotional than anything in this movie. Like, her deciding to take an innocent life for the mission. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, I probably would have wanted to see more of that instead of the the mission that she was on here. I mean, this this feels like a second movie in a Black Widow story. It does right? exactly because mm-hmm. exactly. mm-hmm. so much of it is about flashback and looking backwards and you know the history and all the consequences of our past actions and shit like that. And it's like we didn't see any of those fucking past actions, so you're just <laughs> yeah. telling me about it now. <laughs> like before we get into details, like I, I will say that I I still enjoyed the movie. I had a lot of fun. Like this is. In no way, uh, one of the, uh, you know, we got the question during the Loki episode, like, is there going to be any duds coming? And I, I don't, I wouldn't say this is a dud. Like, I still really enjoy. This is my not time a dud. I don't think. No, it's a not dud. at all. If if you like these these Marvel movies, this is a you'll solid, like this. One. This is a very solid yeah. entry. It's a B. Like, I, I'd go better than B minus. Maybe like a okay. B plus. Yeah. As far as these, as oh, far B+. as these movies go, like, I think most people would probably like this better than Captain Marvel. I did. Uh, but I will say that I, I I do love the introduction of Florence Pugh into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think she, for me, stole the show. Like, I really loved her character, and I'm definitely looking forward to her future in the MCU. So, if anything, this movie gave us Florence Pugh <laughs> in, in the MCU. Yeah. Yelena Belova. I mean, that's also kind of a problem, because 
Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, Natasha, she feels like a sidelined character she in her own movie. She does. Florence Pugh definitely steals the show here. Yeah. I think she's just a better actress. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe her material is better, but she really crushes this. And Scarlett Johansson feels strangely like flat and removed from her own movie. I didn't even hate her shitty Russian accent. I thought it was fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it was okay. I mean, it, her, hers was much better than the uh, the one we got from David Harper. All right. Here's the thing. I think I would have give it like a BB plus if it weren't for the third the act. The final act. It's, oh, it's so flaccid. Yeah. Yeah. That third act is really bad. It's really not good. It loses a lot of the momentum. Absolutely. Agree. I mean, I, I probably can confidently say that this to me is the least Marvel of all Marvel movies. Uh, because, you know, every third act of every Marvel movie is going to be this big spectacle the of, a, yeah, of, a, of an action movie. Civil War accepted, right? Because yeah, it did not do one. that. And that's I true. think that's my favorite Marvel movie for that reason. Exactly. It's the only one. Yeah, but then you still have like the middle act right, where they're like, there's a bunch of superheroes like tearing up at an airport. You know, you got Giant Man. and like, I like that scene. No, that's I love cool. it too. <laughs> I love it too. But I, I guess my point is that like if you were to almost remove this out of like the context of the MCU, this movie can almost stand alone as its own thing without ever really needing to be tied well, to yeah scene. you've kind of i mean you've seen this movie before right the idea of like a you know the traumatized spy or secret agent who's been forced to do so many awful things and you tied into the child soldier child agent thing and the sort of inherent child abuse theme that goes along with it like you, this isn't an unfamiliar like theme for spy movies uh in any way and i think it's stronger and more like a typical example of that genre the farther it gets away from the marvel shit so i i I think it could i think the movie's only stronger and stronger and stronger the more it gets away from being marvelly and the more marvelly it is sort of those are the worst parts of this movie great opening scene by the way one of the best ones probably yeah it's very human human scales down to earth you get the stakes immediately you're totally on the side of this family shades of the americans dude this is very the americans this is very like marvel the americans knockoff which is sad because the Americans is like very good and this is like only kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're comparing Black Widow to the Americans, you really can't. Yeah, that's can't, not fair. I know. Just yeah. That's, yeah. I heads and shoulders above. I get but. it. I get it. That's not fair. Um, yeah, it definitely reminded me a lot of the Americans. And so it's hard to not make that comparison in your head, even though it's unfair. I will have to commend that I think the trailers do a good job of not giving away too many. Of the plot details that I didn't really see coming. Uh, I mean, I had no idea they were going to be a family. Essentially, Yelena is her younger sister, right? And that David Harbour character and, and Rachel Weiss's character, like, they're their parents. Like, I thought they were all just, like, agents of Russia and they, like, maybe work together at some point or something, you know? Like, I didn't realize I mean, that. Technically, it is, right? I don't think any of them are related yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But, like, I guess I didn't realize that that, I mean, to make, I made fun of it, that, like, family was going to be a theme of, in this movie. Yeah. Like, having them undercover identities in the U.S. as a family and yeah. stuff like that, you didn't mm-hmm. think that that was going to be it. Yeah. I actually like the action in this movie. I think it's good. I think the editing is a little choppy, but I think you can tell everything that's going on. I think it's clear. I think a lot of the action is very brutal, and I, I, I liked it. I think the the Black Widow 
versus Black Widow, I guess. <laughs> Natasha versus uh, Yelena fight in the beginning is great. Yeah, it's that's, sloppy, that's it's messy. Yeah, they're leaning to their born shit there. Absolutely. Yeah, Yelena like throws her, and her leg catches like the edge of the door. It's just not clean, and I like that a lot. It shows like it's like a real fight. They're heavily leaning into their born shit there with the use of the stuff from the environment, the drapes and the knife and the like, whatever, yeah. like all that stuff. It's very borny, and I like it. It's good. Like it's it's like that's when the movie is at its best when it's like this down to earth spy type movie, and they resist their urge to get too marvelly, right? Like mm-hmm. that opening sequence is great because it's super duper quiet and low and low key. That that fight is great again. It's pre low key. Honestly, they wasted Taskmaster. Oh, yes. What a waste. I think they could have done a better job with Taskmaster and keeping the identity the same as they chose for in this movie. I like that they tied Taskmaster to Widow's backstory. And it's not just some fucking mercenary dude from the comics who's like. I like that they tied it in. That was good. That was good. But what a nothing villain. And I was like, oh, Taskmaster, he's going to. Well, I mean, she is going to copy so many, like, cool powers and stuff, and she didn't even do that. Yeah, they never do it. It's like Captain America's shield, Hawkeye's bow. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's kind of the fault of the Avengers, because 95% of the Avengers have powers and, like, abilities that you can't replicate. Yeah, nobody has a distinctive fighting style that you can copy. It's not like a martial arts thing where you're like, okay, this guy uses fucking crane style or whatever, and I'm going to copy that and it's going to be visually distinctive. Like, Iron Man has his armor, Thor is the fucking god of thunder, who else? Hulk Uh, smash. Hulk smash, you can't turn into the Hulk. All you've got are, like, the street level people and you're nothing without cap's shield oh yeah hawkeye cap and the widow are those, is, is, are those the three that's it right yeah and they, they really had to resort to like things that you would recognize you only know it's black panther because like claws come out right and you only know it's captain america because like she throws a shield mm-hmm. you know like I, I understand what you're saying like there's no definable way to like tell fighting style wise you know you bring up the civil war movie i think that movie does the idea of taskmaster in a way Better than this movie? I was just going to say, with Tony Stark's predictive algorithm in his armor, right? I thought they were going to put that in Taskmaster's thing. Mm, That would have made sense. That would have been cool, right? Because when you first have the fight with uh, Black Widow, you get to see points of view where you see through the lens of Taskmaster. And there's like little pressure points on Natasha where it has like different numbers. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, so we get to see the the scene where he's watching film of I think like Black Panther or something like fighting Clint. He's and, watching Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the actual where, movie. Is that, where is that meme? Right, where it's just Taskmaster watching a bunch of stupid movies. <laughs> I totally agree with the guys. I think it was a little bit wasted. Like Taskmaster in concept and in the comics is a very cool character, and like it's just for me this is a little bit nothing. Hopefully, maybe. She'll come back in a future movie and, and, and somehow be redeemed. This is another, you know, weak Marvel villain movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the emotional core of, the, like, the protagonist is actually really good. I like David Harbour. I like Rachel Weisz. Uh, mm-hmm. Florence Pugh. I like Scott Johansson here. They're all great. They, they seem to have fun together. They seem to be uh, having a good time. Like, that, that, that part all works for me. But, the, yeah, the villains really fall down the job. Just really nothing villains. Yeah, Drakov is such like a mustache twirling bureaucrat yeah. asshole. There's nothing to him. Yeah. 
I did like that they buttoned up the continuity more than you would expect. You know, like in Avengers, Loki's mentions Loki's mentioning like Drakov's daughter and your ledger's dripping in red and like I'm sh- glad they tied it back to that and it's something mm-hmm. that was mentioned before and stuff that they didn't have to do which I really loved. I love the gag with Yelena's vest. That shows funny yes. as hell. I want a dog. You know, this is the first piece of clothing I've ever bought for myself. I like your vest. I knew it. I knew you did. It's so cool, right? It's good. Yes. And you can put... Natasha's wearing it in Infinity War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fucking great. Yeah. I did really like the vest gag. It's very... Yeah. A nice little human touch. That was really good. The superhero landing gag, fucking hilarious. So that was hilarious. Funny too. I think that's yep. one of the funniest. This is the funniest jokes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did really well, like probably that. the funniest joke in this movie. But also, like when you're thinking about different Marvel gags and like the MCU, that's one of my favorites. I think so far, like mm-hmm. in the middle of the convenience store, like, struggling to kind of get on one knee. Why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. And the, like the. This this thing that you do when you whip your hair when you're fighting with the arm and the hair and you do like a fighting pose. It's a yeah. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. Not a poser. <laughs> oh come on! I mean, they're great poses, but it does look like you think everyone's looking at you like all the time. Yeah, you're such a poser. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, so good. Just, just it so really well. hanging a lampshade on the superhero landing. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Not afraid to poke fun at yourself. So. You guys know why they do that, right? Do you guys want to explain to people why they do that? Oh, yeah. So, like, you do that because you want to be able to switch out your stunt double for the actress. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. like, you land, and then they put their head down so you can't see their face. And then when they come back up, it's the actress. There's just probably going to be, like, a cut in there, right? So Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's exactly why they do it. Yeah, so it's, it's not just a stupid thing they do. There's a reason they're doing it. But, you know, they're hanging a lampshade on. So that was, that was fun. And it's great because it does pay off at the, the last act where she, she does it herself, but then she also like gets up and she's like, oh, that felt weird. And I thought that was, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was disgusting or whatever. It was funny. I really liked the, the David Harbour jail rescue, the prison rescue scene. That was great. Yeah. So I want to talk about this a little bit. So what did you guys make of him telling that story about Captain America? I thought they were going to do something with that, and then they never did. I thought it was just one of those, I'm in jail, so I'm going to tell this badass story. Yeah. Right? But then it's strangely brought up again later in the most sincere way. He's all like, hey, did he ever ask about me? I thought it was just a story that he was making up. But then to have it brought up later again, be like, hey, did Captain ask about me? I'm like... Wait, so he actually believes that he fought Captain America? Because that's not possible, right? Unless, I mean, we know that Cap goes back in time and has a life with Peggy, like, unless he fought old man Cap at one point, right? Or he fought someone that he thinks is Cap. Like, what? I'm trying to understand where they're going. He's older than you think, right? Because he's got. Whatever the Russian version of the Super Soldier Serum maybe is. That's yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah, But he does say it's in the 80s, though. 80s, and that though, guy yeah. calls him out on it, like, oh, Cap was still frozen then. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, kinda, yeah, like, I was like, I don't I'm remember trying, that. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird. Like, to me, that was like a red flag. I'm like, I thought it was just a prison joke, but then they really hammered down on it with a, a second mention of it. And I'm like, 
I, I wonder if this will ever pay off or if this was just a stupid line that they just don't think people will ever remember. Yeah, I don't think it's going to amount to anything. But yeah, I, I love that fact that, like, I guess his ego, Yelena and, and um, Natasha, like, send him the doll of himself, right? And, like, his ego's like, yeah, okay, all right, I want to play with this toy of myself. And then that's how the, the breakout starts of the prison. And I love that he, like, struggles to try to get up the wall. He's so braggadocious about his abilities but he couldn't even get up the wall without falling down again yeah i like that he's a fat super soldier too yeah <laughs> he's just like yeah. He, like he's super strong but he's like an old fat out of shape guy and he's just like arm wrestling all these giant jack dudes and he's just way strong it's really <laughs> cool i liked it rachel weiss a little underutilized i wish yeah she had more to do she's such a great actress you know i mean she does have very little to do and i yeah of course i would always want to see more rachel weiss but i actually really liked her in her role as yeah i liked it too i liked it too i I think it's very hard to pull off the balance of being sincere with what you're saying but then also having this very robotic very scientific delivery the way she does because you know like her character is very like science mind forward and like she's very very blunt with her information and i I think it is hard to pull off that balance i i do appreciate her performance in this movie and i hopefully we'll get more of her character i would love to see more of her character and the david harbour character and of course yelena i mean if you think about the cast the cast is pretty stacked right like this is not i don't know what people imagine comic book movies were 20 years ago and you're getting like b-list people off the rack like these are all like really really big name actors and actresses in the movie and like not just from the mcu right Mm-hmm. So it's not like Chris Evans, who like was made by this, and you see him other things. You're like, oh, he's a big actor. Like, I don't know, William Hurt is in this. Like, Olga Kurylenko is in this. Yeah, she's, she's not whatever. Like, Scarlett Johansson has been the MCU for ages. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just the level of talent you're getting in these movies is pretty insane, even if it is underutilized. Also, this movie subverted a lot of my expectations. It resisted a lot of tropes, which I appreciated. No one died in this movie. Like, no one hmm. of like consequence out of the Black Widow family, no one died. No one betrayed the family. I thought for sure at least one of them was going to be like, I mean, Rachel Weisz's character, Belina. I thought she was definitely going to be in on the Red Room shenanigans, but she wasn't. I thought she was going to be like Taskmaster or some shit. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that weirdly too. I was like, maybe Rachel Weisz is Taskmaster, but uh, that didn't turn out to be true. Yeah, and Taskmaster didn't even die. They break her free from the... From the brainwashing, right? Right, So One thing I didn't quite like is that it does seem very convenient that even Taskmaster's, you know, because she is the daughter of Dragoff, she's like, oh, we're cool because I also know that he was a terrible person. Like, it just seemed too, a little too buttoned up. Yeah, convenient by the end of it, but. I can buy Dragoff as a shitty dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I got to ask you guys one thing. Does this create a weird wrinkle with Endgame then? Yelena had to have been snapped, right? That's the only way Natasha would have thrown herself off the cliff. Why? Because she was like, you have a family, I don't. What did you Mm. forget about Yelena, I guess? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Clint's family's been snapped too. But isn't the sacrifice, though, that everyone would come back? So technically, if her family was snapped... Yes. Yes. So yeah, it is kind of like a, a wrinkle with like that line, I guess. Like they didn't really think about that line when they gave her a quote unquote family that she cares about uh, by the end of this movie. So yeah, that's a good point. The other thing that I don't think they quite thought about for me was like, if you guys remember Avengers, it's a butt of a joke when they mention Budapest. Like, yeah, 
like Scarlett Johansson's character is like, oh, this totally reminds me of Budapest. And then Hawkeye's like, oh, you and I think of Budapest very differently. You uh-huh. killed a kid during Budapest. You're <laughs> joking about Budapest? It is a little weird to now like, think weird. about mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you murdered a child. Dissident, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I do appreciate that they're filling in some holes, but then at the same time, it's just like, I don't know how much they expected us to remember I guess, about uh, some of those lines or the way that those lines were delivered in the past. But no, you bring up a good point. I didn't even remember that line in Endgame with her and Clint. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking about Endgame and we're talking about Clint's character, I assume both saw the teaser at the end, the stare yeah, at the, the end. Yeah, the post-credits. Sure, yeah, absolutely. This is interesting, right? Because technically this was supposed to be the start of the MCU, Phase 4. Right, This was supposed to come out before any of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. right? So this is actually supposed to be our first introduction into, what's her name? Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. <laughs> so they didn't add this in after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, did they? No, no. I looked this up and I believe they filmed this before the pandemic. Mm. So this wasn't an afterthought. I think this was supposed to be the first introduction of Valentina. It's kind of interesting now to look back and would we have guessed that she was forming? Because now it's it seems pretty obvious now that she's like forming a team, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, maybe morally gray individuals, even though I feel like this movie sets up Yelena to not be that. But so the end teaser is a little weird to me. But would you guys have guessed that that's what she was going to be doing if we saw this first before uh, the Disney Plus stuff? I don't think I would have guessed that she was putting together a team but i totally could have bought her sicking yelena on clint right because Mm -hmm. you know yelena in the comics she's more of an out and out villain who gets reformed somewhat right and and here it's a little different from that but it it totally fits the character for valentina to uh, pit her against clint even though i feel like that would get resolved in like two seconds. To describe the scene for everybody, I mean, Yelena is visiting Natasha's grave. Uh, Valentina mentioned somewhere in the Midwest. I'm, I'm imagining it's in Ohio, right? Uh, where they grew up. There's this great moment where she does like the whistle, right? Because the whistle is kind of a thing that happens throughout the movie to signify their bond. And uh, she whistles, but we don't hear a whistle back, which I think that's the emotional part that I really enjoyed about that scene. Mm. But then, you know, as she's getting up from the grave, Valentina is like right there and she basically shows her an iPad it's like hey you know your next target is going to be and we see on the iPad is Clint Barton Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm assuming that we're going to see Elena in the Hawkeye Disney Plus TV show what's interesting though is like what she says right do you want a shot at the person's responsible for your sister's death that's an interesting line because it Shows that Valentina knows more than I'm guessing a lot of people. I'm guessing very little people know what actually has, happens on Vormir, right? Uh, between Clint and Natasha. She knows somehow. And then the fact that she's trying to manipulate her to kill Clint? I don't know what she's trying to do. But I don't see that as her knowing what happened on Vormir. I think she just knows that Natasha's dead and Clint's alive. and But she would have to know at least... That they went together that like... Yeah, that's true. You know, Natasha comes back and like, you know, like, how does she know all this when I feel like very little amount of people would be privy to this information? Maybe she's just lying? She made some shit up? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to 
Hard to say. I mean, you bring up a good point, Jeff. Like, I really doubt it's going to end up like her killing Clint. It's probably yeah. going to be like, or you kill my sister's like, nah, that's not how it happened. And then it's like, oh, oh okay. That's it. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, okay. All right. Let's team up. <laughs> to be true to comics, it never ends like that. They got to fight first. And then it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you have to fight first. Why yes. are you listening to me? And then they. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but she's going to show up in Hawkeye. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited for that. When is that? I believe it's end of this year, like close to the end of this year. Is it the end of this year or is it next year? I thought it was end of this year. I'm less excited about that than I was about this. A lot of super teams being formed. Yes. The Thunderbolts, Young Avengers. And we already mentioned in the last episode, I mean, we know that X-Men are coming. We know the Fantastic Four are coming. So like, there's a lot of teams out there right now that are, that are being formed and it, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like Maybe, maybe they should have had Jeremy Renner in this movie for at least some of it. Well, I thought this was going to be the Budapest mission, so I thought he was going to be in it. I think there's too much going on. It's not the story they want to tell. I think he would clutter it up. I did like that none of the Avengers were in this. Mm -hmm. I know the movie itself, I didn't think really was a proper swan song for Scarlett Johansson. But the fact that none of the Avengers were in it. Like, none of the guys were in it. I thought that was a nice way to have her own movie and not really make it about anyone else. This one feels almost, and I think I've already kind of hinted at this, like the most standalone, right? It's maybe the the benefit of knowing where she goes. Like, it's not bogged down by, like, trying to feel like you have to set up something. Mm -hmm. Because you already kind of know, like, where she's going after this. Yeah. Versus like every other movie always just seems to be like, we need to set up the next big thing or like, where is this character going to go so that, you know, people recognize like what's next for this character. And I guess that's the one benefit of having this come out after knowing what happens there is that it's not bogged down by that. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I guess we can look at that in a positive way. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? No, I mean, I think the biggest problem with the movie is that kind of flaccid third act and that typical Marvel thing of falling from the sky ending. But, I don't know, otherwise it's pretty fun. I wish they'd gone a little more down to earth and, like, stuck with their idea of exploring, like, childhood trauma more uh, and the family dynamics, but... The the third act didn't have to be that way. Yeah, no, It no. really didn't. Like, why did the Red Room have to be this giant fortress in the sky and then falling and then, like... It's like this big CGI thing where they're falling through the debris and stuff like that. It's just it's not how spy movies end, man. It's like why, <laughs> why again? Like, if, like, like if you're trying to do a spy movie, that's just not how they end, right? Yeah. Like what spy movies? Like you know, let's end with a giant explosion. Like I don't. Although some of the midair stuff was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, some of it was cool. I'll I'll give you that. The, the surfing, like the the giant falling metal plates or whatever, was kind of cool. The parachute stuff. Just the giant explosions and whatnot that I was just not on that with. People were really shitting on that on Twitter, by the way. Like the the big explosions in the end where you know where Yelena takes the the batons and she blows up the thing and she falls backwards. They're like, yeah. Oh, look at this one scene from the movie and look how shitty it looks. This is a dog shit fucking movie. I just fucking hate that mentality where people just it's the streaming thing. Like you would not be able to do this in the theater. Just the fact that you can pause, fast forward, rewind these new releases, and then they're going up on Twitter the day that it's released, and they're like, oh, look how bad this looks. It's kind of a shitty thing to do, right? You're spoiling the movie. um, You're taking it completely out of context, 
right? And, like, that scene didn't even bother me that much while I was watching it. I mean, I watched it in the theater, and these movies always look worse when you're watching on, like, your laptop or your phone. And I hate it when people do that kind of thing and just, like, ruin it for other people, you know? Oh, I did remember what I wanted to ask, and it's specifically to Amir. Oh, all right. Shit. Shit. All right, fine. <laughs> does the thing she does with breaking her nose or whatever actually work Dude, that should make like zero that? sense. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool idea. I like that they tried to have some reason that she was doing that. I thought it was cool. It makes zero sense, but I did think it was cool. Wait, so she was programmed not to be able to harm Dracov, right? It it's like because a of pheromones, right? Pheromones type thing. So supposedly he, he emits some kind of pheromone that if you can smell it, <clears throat> you can't harm him or whatever. And I guess there was no other solution other than getting him to punch you in the face hard enough that it severs the nerves that run from your nose to your brain. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It's Shaky. A cool, it's a cool comic booky idea, though. Like, I don't give a shit that it makes no sense. It, it, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, because there was, like, cool callbacks to, like, her saying, like, thank you for your cooperation. That's the same line she delivers to, like, Loki and Avengers. And so, yeah, I think there's, like, some pretty cool callbacks. And, like, I think there's, like, cool callbacks to the idea that she is, like, a super spy, right? Like, she's really good at getting information out of people. Mm-hmm. Mind games and Mind stuff. games and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I liked all those kind of, like, callbacks. But, yes, I, I was like, I have to ask Mir about this nose thing. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, is going. that really how that works? Don't get too invested in your medical education by way of Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy when they at least try to invest in coming up with a reason, even if it's a dumb reason that the hero kind of wins the fight. Like, I think that's cool. I'm glad that they tried to think about something. Well, I also appreciate, like, like those moments where she's, like, we get the, like, glances, right? The fact that she remembers how Taskmaster, like, opens her helmet, right? And then she does the same thing later to open her helmet. And the fact that, like, she keeps one of the vials, like, knowing that she's going to use it on Taskmaster, right? I think all those things that make her character smarter as a character, I really appreciate, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, maybe there's like some dumb action in this movie, but at least the characters aren't dumb. Mm -hmm. The last thing I was going to bring up, what's up with William Hurt? We see them in this movie with a cane. And if you remember from like Civil War, he's not Hurt in that movie. He's William Hurt, but he's not Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I've asked you guys. You guys don't watch Mythic Quest, right? Nope. Uh, the show no. on Apple Plus. So he's actually on that show too for like one episode. And in that show too, he's using a cane. And I thought it was because like he's he's supposed to play like an older character in that show. And now you're thinking it's like a real life thing. Yeah, like now I'm thinking is William Hurt okay? Like is he I guess maybe he's getting a little bit older and he just needs a cane now? Because uh, for me, like I was like, there's no reason that uh, what's his name? General Ross should have a cane. Like he, yeah. there's no canonical reason he should have a cane in this movie. So I was like, oh no, I hope William Hurt's okay. Yeah. Again, I I enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I do wish that we maybe got a, in a sense, better swan song for her character. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I still think we got a really great ending for the character in like Endgame. So like, I can't be mad. Yeah. Happy that Florence is in the MCU now. She's fucking fantastic. I guess my last question uh, would be, like, how do you guys feel about this? Should this have been the first thing that we saw after Endgame? You know, like, should this have opened the MCU? Or is having, you know, WandaVision now be the the opener to the Phase 4, I guess, a better opener than this? 
makes no difference to me. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything after Endgame is already like misplaced. So like, whenever this came out, I don't think it would have mattered to me. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. I think middle of the road MCU. It's better than a bunch of stuff. I think. So yeah, when you called it a, a typical Phase Two example, like what does that mean? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a good thing either. I don't know. It's just typical of that phase of the MCU. I don't know. How would you rank this with the other movies? I think it's really hard to say because there's so many yeah, of there's them. There's so many of these fucking movies. Um, Obvious ones out of the way. It's better than The Dark World. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's probably better than the first Thor. Probably better than the first yeah. Thor. Marginally better than Captain Marvel, even though I gave both a B-. minus. I don't know. Do I like this better than Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man? Not too sure. I think I like this better than the second Guardians, not the first Guardians. People love the second Guardians. I'm just okay on it, I think. I like it. I just don't I think like it. Yeah. it was firmly like middle the of the thing. pack or even, even towards the top. Yeah, I'm trying to like think of like what's in the middle and like if this is better than that. I don't think it's better than any of the Captain Marvel. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. I think it's better than Iron Man Two. Uh, how do you feel about Cap One? Are you a big Cap One guy? Oh, I love Cap One. Okay, Cap so One. Then, yeah. I love Cap One. So no, it's not better than Cap One. Um, okay. Is it better than Iron Man Two? I know people fucking hate Iron Man Two, but I don't see what's so bad about everyone Iron Man Two. Everyone hates Iron Man Three too. I love Iron Man 3, so... I I'm love not, Iron Man 3, too. I'm not, I'm That's not what I'm Iron saying. Everyone hates Iron Man 3, and Iron Man 3 is not, not as bad as people think. Iron Man 2, I think it was like... I mean, it's not a great representation of the Black Widow character in that movie. Yes, I agree 100%. Justin Hammer is kind of wasted in that movie, I oh, think. Oh, I fucking love Justin Hammer. He's perfect in that I movie. I love him, and I wish... I, I'm really hoping that he is brought back for Armor Wars the war machine like i <laughs> i really hope they're like keeping that a secret and he he comes back because sam he, rockwell is so funny as justin hammer i fucking love it but i think he's wasted like i don't think he's like it's just like he he could have been a great character i think i thought whiplash was just whatever yeah, yeah whatever so like yeah. that's why i don't think that movie was that great like, but it, it gave just, you that line i don't know if you know this but i don't speak russian <laughs> And it's a fitting line for Black Widow as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people who don't speak Russian in this movie (laughs) try to do Russian accents. Do you guys like it better than... I know a lot of people don't like Age of Ultron. Ooh. Oh. So hard to say. Age of Ultron's not that good. I'm a Age of Ultron apologist. I like it. I not really like it, but I like that movie enough. There's stuff about Age of Ultron that's really shitty, I think. A lot of Joss Whedon stuff that kind of sucks. I think the highs of Age of Ultron are higher and the lows are lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe Agreed. they even out around the same level. But I mean, any of the other Avengers movies, I don't think it's better than any of the other no. Avengers movies. So I don't think it's going to make a top 10. No. I don't know if this would even make a top 15. Maybe, maybe barely inching into a top 15 for me. Yeah. I would really have to look at a list and like figure it out. But yeah, this was a fun ride. Like, I'm still in love with the MCU stuff. I know, like, we talked about it a little bit in um, the Loki episode where you guys are starting to feel a little beaten down a little bit by all the, the MCU. <laughs> and uh, down. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a harsh way to put it, but I- I'm really looking forward to uh, Shang-Chi 
especially it being like this new property, this new character. I know, Jeff, you mentioned the writer. I'm all for the Asian representation, but I'm very, very nervous very about Shang-Chi. Yes, yeah. I'm very, very nervous. I really hope it's good. I think the trailer looks good. I think there's too much giant creatures running around and like weird CGI. I think there's too much of that for a martial arts movie, but we'll see. But I was pleasantly surprised by this. I was like, mm-hmm. I hope this isn't really, really bad. I hope it's not dog shit. And it was not. It's not. It was it's not. Absolutely not. No. I was worried that this was going to be the first dud, but it was not. I, I was surprised. I liked it. I think it, it was, in a sense, bulletproof from that because even if it wasn't great, all you would have to say is that, oh, we know what happens to Scarlet's character. We we know this is like the end of the line for her. Like, there's not going to be any more of this. Marvel already had an excuse almost to put this yeah, under the rug if they wanted want, to. You don't want that? You don't that? want like a tarnish yeah, on, the, on the... I mean, there's still bad ones, but like... But this isn't it. That, we're not no, this is not yeah. it. Yeah, this isn't it. Yeah, I, th- I think from the email that we got when they said flat out dud... Uh, when when Jess said flat out dud, I think one that's just like is so fucking bad that it'll just tank the entire franchise. I think Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four fucking would have done it. Like a movie it. like that would have it done just it for fucking you. destroys anything that Patty Jenkins or Zack Snyder or anyone has done with that character. That movie is just so fucking bad. Like, I don't think you can ever recover from something like that. Wait, so then is that a prediction? Are you saying they're not going to do more Wonder Woman shit? The character's just done? I'm not predicting that, but... But that's what you're saying, right? If you're saying that that's what you believe about it. I'm just saying that ruins the franchise for me, kind of. Okay. Not like it ruins the franchise, but like, when you watch a Wonder Woman thing, now all I'm going to think is like, I fucking wish they didn't do Wonder Woman 1984, right? To Jeff's point, like, after I watched that movie, I was like, oh man, like, Patty Jenkins is also going to be directing the Rogue Squadron movie. And like, I'm a little more skeptical now because of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm not going to watch that movie and I don't think it's going to be flat out bad, but it just, it raises your awareness, and ra- it, you know, alertness level of like, okay, being a little bit more critical. Like, especially what you said about the writer of Shang-Chi. Like, there is that, that's going to that be- in your head. <laughs> the, that's going to be in the back of my mind when I watch that movie. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if there's nothing else you guys want to mention, um, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me destroying the Red Room. What about you, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> you find me at the, uh, the World's Okayest Photos and Screen Agents Guild on Instagram. Uh, if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions about Black Widow, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. And we love getting emails. We like reading them out on the pod, so feel free to do that. And with that, we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.